Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, April 20th. S&P futures are trading down about 20 points. That's about 75 basis points. Europe is unchanged and Asia saw mixed price action overnight. Um, so relatively quiet morning as far as kind of the narrative is concerned. Um, you know, a lot of the big themes and trends are about unchanged from what the market was thinking on Friday. So, you, you know, you continue to see encouraging developments on the on the coronavirus statistics as far as descending from the apex now. So we're kind of moving beyond just plateauing. Um, you have a number of countries talking about their past the peak, past the worst of the crisis. Um, you know, a lot of them are still advocating vigilance as far as social distancing policies are concerned. But, you know, you certainly are continuing to see a lot of uh, encouraging developments both in Europe and the U.S., um, you know, reopening is still a huge theme. You're con- you know, there are a million headlines about various different countries and cities uh, beginning the reopening process. A couple of states are are lifting some restrictions, um, Texas, Vermont, and Minnesota in the U.S. And then you have a bunch of countries in Europe that are also kind of beginning this process of gradually lifting restrictions. So this will be a huge theme going forward over the course, um, not only for the rest of April, but into May. I think you're going to see it become a lot broader um, even in the hardest hit states. So the, so New York has its restrictions in place until the middle of May. Um, you know, I suspect that you're going to see in the latter half of May, some of those restrictions ease. And again, it's going to be a very gradual process. Um, I don't think it's going to be a very nonlinear process. I think there's probably going to be some ebbs and flows along the way. Um, but that, you know, that is going to be the major theme now going forward. Um, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest issues between bulls and bears where bulls are focused on this initial process of just reopening. And I think bears are focusing more on the nuances of it. Um, you know, it's one thing for governments to start lifting restrictions, um, but that's not even happening instantly. Again, that's happening over the course of the next couple of months. Um, but it's an, it's a much different thing to have consumers begin to change their behaviors and start to kind of return to, um, you know, as far as their economic activity was before the coronavirus crisis. And I think that's something that's going to take several quarters to really adjust um, and you're going to see permanent changes as a result of this. So, and and that's you know my personal view as to why one of the big reasons why we're overbought here. I think that we've had a ton of progress around, against the coronavirus, um, and so you have to acknowledge that. But I think the market has acknowledged it by rallying over 30% from its lows. So I think above 2,800. I don't think the market appreciates um, you know the nuances of the reopening process. I think there's kind of just um, you know too much focus on just reopening and not the specifics of it. Um, and, and just how long that's going to take. And then, you know, we still have to kind of get through this crater of economic data and earnings that are going to be left in the wake of this crisis. And we're kind of just going through that now. Um, you know, I know there's a large contingent of people that are kind of just writing off 2020 completely, and I appreciate that. But even if you look into next year on on some very generous assumptions as far as earnings are concerned, you know, it's very hard to get above 170 in EPS at this point in time. And again, that's very generous as far as um, underlying assumptions. And so you put 18 times on that and that gets you to about 3000, which is not tremendous upside from here. Um, 
you know, if you want to start putting a 20 times multiple on that again, which is where we were briefly in January and February, that had kind of become the consensus thinking, um, you know, that certainly argues for more upside, but I don't think that type of a multiple is justified. Um, so that's kind of the bigger picture trend. Uh, as far as major incremental kind of themes, trends for this morning, I'd say the biggest macro development is WTI. So WTI is plunging about 20% this morning. Brent is down less, about 4%. WTI is hitting fresh multi-decade lows. Brent still has a couple of dollars to go before taking out the March low. Um, and I, you know, as I've been saying, I think Brent can hold that low just given the price action, um, given the supply actions that we've been seeing out of uh, the OPEC plus countries. In the U.S., the big issue is, you know, a lot of inventory that had been pumped out of Saudi Arabia in particular that is now on the oceans heading for our shores as the U.S. is running out of domestic capacity. That seems to be the big issue behind the the discrepancy between WTI and Brent. So there were a bunch of articles over the week and just talking about how there are a ton of Saudi tankers filled with oil about to be unloaded in the U.S. And that is explaining, uh, again, that's kind of driving this WTI price action. Um, so that to me, is, as far as kind of major macro developments this morning, that's probably the most interesting. There were not many earnings reports out this morning in Europe, although Vivendi and Philips both had numbers and they're both being received well. So healthcare and media are outperforming because of Philips and Vivendi respectively. In the US today on the earnings front, there's not a ton out today. You have Halliburton this morning and then IBM after the close. Um, this week is certainly very busy in earnings. There are a bunch more. I have it all listed out in, in the Vital Dawn this morning. Um, but for today specifically, other than those earnings reports, there's not much. On the stimulus front, China lowered its loan prime rates, which are kind of its main benchmark interest rates. This was widely expected to occur. Um, but you know, nonetheless, you are still you are seeing incremental monetary and fiscal actions take place. The uh, payroll protection program, which has exhausted its funds as of last week, um, a deal looks very likely within the next probably 12 hours as far as increasing the allocation to it by another $300 billion. So there will be now um and that and that's incremental to the 350 billion that has been exhausted. So 650 billion of these forgivable loans now will have been handed out to small businesses, um, and you'll probably exhaust that 300 billion at this pace um, within the you know by the end of April, I'd imagine. Um, and again, that PPP has certainly been successful, I think, in preventing um, claims from spiking you know to levels that I think people were fearing back in March. Um, you know, I think there had been some concern that the claims could hit 10 million um, in any given week. But I think that these PPP loans, which, again, are forgivable to the extent companies maintain their payrolls, uh, has helped, uh, you know, re- keep the claims figures um, lower than would have been the case otherwise. So you should see a PPP deal get announced. Um, and again, you're going to see continued fiscal monetary actions. But the bulk of the major stimulus uh, measures and announcements are kind of in the past right at this point. So in the U.S., the big monetary announcement was on the 23rd of March. And then two days later, you had the Senate reach a deal on, um, you know, the initial, uh, the, the, that initial um, stimulus package, the third stimulus package, the big one. And and again, it was the influx of capital into the um, exchange stabilization fund at the Treasury that now is working in concert with the Fed, where the Fed is leveraging that that pool of capital for about $4 trillion of, of uh, liquidity assistance. That's kind of the big uh, core of, of uh, the stimulus that has been announced in the U.S. Um, so that's as far as major news and everything, again, it was, it's pretty quiet this morning as far as uh, narrative shifting news is concerned. Um, already went through the calendar for today. There's not a whole lot out there. 
Um, and again, I think the big focus this week will just be on earnings. You are going to get the flash PMIs uh, Thursday morning. Um, so that's going to kind of give you your first real big uh, look at the month of April. We've had a few April data points with the Philadelphia and Empire indices last week. And then obviously we have the weekly claims numbers too. Uh, but the flash PMIs will give you kind of the first real look at US, Europe, Japan. Um, and then it's just earnings uh, that hit. So um, some of the other big names reporting. So beyond IBM and Halliburton today, the other big names are Netflix, Texas Instruments, Coca-Cola, uh, and Travelers on Tuesday, AT&T, Delta, uh, Discovery, and Xilinx on Wednesday. You have Citrix, Blackstone, uh, you, um, and then Intel and Capital One on Thursday. And then on Friday, you have American Express and Verizon. So those are some of the bigger reports for today, for this week, rather. Um, and just on, on banks and credit cards, so obviously the big theme of bank earnings season has been this enormous reserve building. Um, I sent around a pretty detailed bank earnings season summary last week. It's up on the website. Um, for this week, the big focus will be on credit cards specifically. And if you look, if you kind of dissect the reserve building at the banks last week, the bulk of it occurred in credit cards, which are kind of going to be most sensitive to the economic fallout from the coronavirus crisis. So the cards numbers this week, I think you're going to see some enormous reserve builds, much more um, than just the banks in general, where, again, cards is just a small se section of their overall loan books. Um, the, the pure play monoline card companies are probably going to see some enormous reserve builds when they report this week. So that is everything for today. Uh, thank you for listening.